Yes, hello. Welcome to Kung Fu Friday. This is Basil from Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber coming to you again, bringing the boys back to the Secret Chamber so that they may use one of our rooms to do their movie review podcast. Today's a very special episode because the boys got approached by an independent film studio called West of Midway. And these boys asked them if they could watch their zombie mockumentary and put some word out or hype as they call it. I don't know what Alex is talking about. I don't know what the word hype means. He says it's good. I haven't drunk it or eaten it, so I wouldn't know. Of course, I am a hidden shadow here at the secret chamber, so my diet is optimized for premium and the best martial arts. But again, I've never encountered hype in my life. Anyway, the point of this is the boys watched this zombie mockumentary. The movie is called What Doesn't Kill Us? And this movie follows the story of three zombies who were affected by a zombie outbreak about 10 to 15 years ago in a small town of Texas. And through the miracle of medicine and group therapy, we all know how well that works, these zombies, or Negro Sapiens, that's fun, I'm being told that's the politically correct term, they were able to transition back into society. So, we follow these people's stories and the challenges that they face in society to just live a normal life. Anyways, the mockumentary was brilliant. They are going to be making a move for independent film festivals. So keep an eye out in your local towns and go watch this movie. Again, West of Midway Productions. The movie is called What Doesn't Kill Us. I think I've rambled on long enough once again. I'm sorry, Alex. I will cut it short next time. But you wonderful Hidden Shadows Army, enjoy this episode. Bye. I gotta go back in character. Sultry, secret, Asian, secret man. Asian man. Asian man. Secret Asian man. I hope one day you'll get this. And if you don't, hopefully somebody will get this. But this is to you. My long lost lover. Sometimes my sentences might sound short and my strokes are long, but I think it's just fantastic to mix it up. It's what you would have enjoyed if you were here with me. Right now, I don't really know where I am. I just know that it's dark. And isn't this deep abyss of my physical realm? My soul longs for you. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a long word. (laughs) The the thing is is that you can edit out, because we had so much silence there that you can edit out us cracking up right now. And feeding into whatever he I was translating that like was a great. kung fu movie that when you just great. looked at the eyes. Just leave it. Hey, just but look at my shading. It kind of looks amazing, that's actually. That's pretty good, dude. You could yeah. sell that in an art gallery. I'm you, going to. It's you, the hidden you shadows had, of the secret art chamber. You, you, had you like, didn't know? You, it was like all one yeah. stroke, though. You you didn't have any pauses for it to sound. That's it, was, right. it sounded like it was cursive. The that pencil shit. never left. That shit sounded the cursive. Yeah. You can sound. You Short. can hear cursive. Hey, you guys. In. Out. Wow. If you guys think about it, cursive is like kung fu.
if you think about it, everything is kung fu. Whoa. Shaolin kung, kung fu, fu means time and energy. Sweet and you can have kung fu in anything. Notion. You haven't seen that movie. He has. It's Kung Fu Hustle. We no, need that one was Shaolin that. Soccer. Oh, that is Shaolin Soccer. I have soccer. not watched that one. What? We always tell you to watch it. I haven't gone in that room yet. You know what? I'm going to just tie you up you in that room and you're you going to watch it over and over and over at I least was seven you about times. Stephen Can you Chow? Can, wait, wait, wait. wait. If, you, if you do tie me down, right, yeah. in that room, can you have some kind of automatic, like, chip dispenser that will, one, dip the chip into a bowl of warm queso, you know, the right temperature to eat, and then will it will attempt to put it in my mouth. I'll make that machine. I'll make it. And, See, the problem and the chip will be the chip. Let me tell you what the chip will look like. Okay, okay. It'll look like a giant dildo. <gasps> just kidding. I'm well, just like, well, just Is for it? like efficiency, right? Because yeah. like, if it was like a triangle, like it would cut the, the side of, sides right. of my mouth. It needs to be a little bit more rounded and uh, a smoother insertion. Exactly. Because yeah. then, like, then once I have like cuts on the side of my mouth, well, then the salt from the chip is going to get in there. And no one's going to enjoy that. No. Now, now, that's great. I love that. Can you program it to where it will randomly miss my mouth? And then no, it'll no, like no, no, comically no. like hit me in the forehead or something? Like yeah, it won't, it won't randomly miss your mouth because uh-huh. then it's being programmed to do it. You can set it on a random generator. It could, it could that's be, what we'll do. That's what you'll come in and do the math. Yeah. No, or we can no, ask one of the math that, shadows to do it. If you're going to be strapped down, it has to aim. Whoa, talk about strap. For the same 10% spot, and then you have to adjust, but you can't move. Oh, damn. How did this whole intro turn sexual? Damn it. Just kidding. It's funny. Because we're sexy. And we know it. Again, we're going to need to get one of the math shadows. We're going to have to get one of the chip shadows. And we're going to have to get one of the the, the queso shadows. They're going to have to work with you to make this contraption work. Yeah. And then we're going to have to uh, get a chair shadow so that he can make the chair. Isn't isn't queso blanco white cheese? Okay. Well, do you want the white cheese shadow or do you want the cheddar cheese shadow? That's what I was going to ask. Was like the yellow cheese shadow would be a different shadow, and that means we have to track him down. But we already know where queso blanco shadow is. Here's the thing about queso blanco shadow: he works really well, like really well with cheddar shadow. So I think they should collaborate on this project. That's probably true. Mm. But what kind of cheese is made with Doritos? That's not real cheese. Yeah, we all know that. Oh, that makes sense. They, We've all spoken that, to Dorito Shadow. Do you so. think that they're? Do you think that Queso Blanco Shadow and Cheddar Shadow are like on good terms with Pasta Shadow Squad? Because Pasta Shadow Squad, like specifically Macaroni, I heard is their homeboy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, Queso Blanco uh, Shadow, Macaroni Shadow, and Pasta Shadow—they're all good. Uh, pasta Shadow is not good with Queso Blanco. Oh. I'm sorry, with cheddar, with cheddar. That's, okay. that's what I was going to say. Macaroni's like, only good with cheddar right now. He, Everybody else is kind of having a falling out with cheddar. So, yeah. It's always one. There, it's always one. It's not his fault. It's his, his personality. He's really strong. Sharp, some might say. <laughs> On that, uh, welcome, motherfuckers. We are Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber, your movie review podcast we are your source for your light and heavy nerd needs. We'll tell you what medias you should be watching, as well as any other dope medias for the nerd soul. I am your wee boy posing as a functioning member of society, Alex. That he is. I am the gaming shadow known as the gaming guru. Hold on, hold on. He's writing something. Let Tran- me see. Translation? Let me read that. Translation? Me, uh-huh. Let's wait till he's done. And what... And what this gentleman over here just wrote, let me see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to draw your beard. It looked like you wrote, you're the super shy, super strong mogul, Nakansi. Oh, yeah, that too. Man, we really need new translation glasses, too. How are we supposed to keep up with the subtitles when we're in, there, like, you know... We'll talk to Glasses Shadow. It'll be fine. Uh, Today, guys. He really, really likes Austin Powers. That's where he got the idea for those. He, yep. Schmuck and a pancake. He does that too. (laughs) 
So today, guys, we uh, have been honored by uh, a production studio, a Jacob uh, Kiesling and Zach Schlapkol and Ethan Cartwright from West of Midway Productions. And they came to us with a movie that they they started. Uh, it's it's called What Doesn't Kill Us. Conti, why don't you go a little bit into what that's all about? Yes, they uh, made this movie uh, still in college. And this was a movie they started shooting back in Texas on a budget of nearly nothing. Uh, now, four years later in Los Angeles, they are taking their final steps in preparation to share their movie with the world in a festival run uh, starting next year. Yes, 2019. Yeah, they're going to be making a run for all the independent movie uh, festivals uh, next year. So we are super honored that they came to us to review it. And we're so stoked to share it with you guys because this movie was amazing. It was freaking hilarious. So great. It was, yeah, it was really out of left field because we didn't know what we were getting into. Exactly. (laughs) It's funny because. We really didn't know what we were getting into. Just we really had zero expectations. And we really didn't know. Like, what was it? I think the emails just told us that it was a zombie mockumentary. And I was like, that it, could mean anything. That could <laughs> be anything. So all three of us didn't know what we were getting into. Pleasantly surprised, guys. But before we get into that, we have to get into our segment called Before We Get Into That. But we're, before we get into that. Uh-huh. I think we usually open with my corner, and my corner is like right over here. Let's go into your corner. Let's kick it in your corner. What you got for us today? A lots of smiley mm. faces and a little bit devil faces and some heart emojis. I am yeah. digging your emoji. Uh, these emoji pants. These emoji pants. You know, they don't think like a do, but it is. What a cat do. Yeah. What, what a cat do. You know, it's what like, a girl wants. You know, when you need to be a ninja, camouflage could mean anything. Do you remember Kit and Caboodle? <laughs> I've heard that term. I don't know what it is. It's really weird. It's it's <laughs> is it's it a sexual con- act? No, it's a container that like you put your makeup in, but it's called a Kit and Caboodle. Kit and Caboodle, like K I T and Caboodle. I don't know what a Caboodle is, but Kit and- my mom used to have it. I loved that thing. That sounds like an inv- like like it's, <laughs> it basically is a tackle box. You know, he, like loves big- he loves it. He loves it because he used to wear so much makeup. Are you gonna be like that? I'm just kidding. I'm just you, kidding. You gotta learn but somewhere. Said, I love it. I love it so much. I love it. I just love it. We digress. We do digress. In today's game corner, I wanted to uh, just shout out to Sonic Fox from the Echo Fox team for winning the what I believe it was best esports player at the Game Awards. The Game Awards are what I think they're four or five years old now. And while I don't agree with everything that they get put up on, I mean, you know, it's an opinion and it's voted in. And, you you know, probably people as smart as me are doing it rather than people not as smart as me. So they vote in the games that they're going to bring to the competition? Uh, I don't know exactly. I just know that, you know, a lot of people get to review it and a lot of people get to gather together and get whatever scores they want to call it. Uh, this year's Game Awards had God of War got Game of the Year, but Red Dead Redemption took like five awards for a bunch of different categories. Okay, that's and, dope. And I mean, I can't disagree with that, even though I don't wholeheartedly agree with it. Like, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is pretty wild. Red Dead uh, Redemption came out uh, pretty late in the year, right? Yeah, it came out pr- like what? Like August? In October. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're gonna see. I'm even two months off of that. When did <laughs> when did God of War four come out? Like, like beginning of summer. Yeah, like yeah. There we halfway go. through. So for sure, it's gonna get more awards. But I think we'll probably see it next year, right? Uh, like get it. Who, Red Dead did Redemption. That's yeah. hard to say. Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. God of War is an amazing game. God, I'm so pissed that I got When you think about storytelling, there's a lot of subtle things that are being told to the player strictly through the environment that you don't inherently think about, right? 
mm-hmm. but they will have an impact on storytelling. Uh, a really popular thing in just a lot of uh, a lot of games of this kind of adventure style, going back as far as like Mega Man and Metroidvania's kind of thing, is to show you how powerful you are. Which in this case, in God of War, we really don't need to know any more than he's been in three games. He's he's done it. He's slayed two different pantheons and tried to settle down and we know how powerful he is and yet you still have to overcome different challenges right that's cool right so like having a boy boy there's nothing nothing harder than my boy 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 (laughs) but yeah so i mean uh in general with uh one of the lessons that they go over without even strictly telling you about it really is dealing with disappointment things aren't always going to go your way Hmm. And that's pretty much one of the biggest moral stories of God of War, uh, or particularly this story. You yeah. hear that, parents? Uh, throwing shade on God of War. Oh, that game's too uh, graphic. Too violent. Uh, they have like weird prostitute scenes where you get more points and more life points. All right, yeah, fine. Did I do it ten times in the row? Until maybe. you only got one ghost spirit for for the thing. Maybe you did. Maybe. but i learned how to deal with disappointment too yeah it's like breaking their necks and wings off of their bodies and hearing their bones crunch and i also learned that having sex 10 times in a row has diminishing returns that's what they were showing you you literally got diminishing returns for your souls nice big brain crunching anyway so that's the there was a lot going on this uh this year's game awards and i mean i could rant about it forever but i really want to just talk about Ooh, yeah smash ultimate tell me what your feelings about this so smash ultimate is by far the biggest roster in smash how many characters uh mathematically i believe it it depends on if you, because, and that was Khan's uh, <laughs> uh, rap break. Now back to your regular scheduled Khan's game corner. So me fighters count as three characters, but even inside of that, you can have different uh, combinations of their special moves. Wait, why do they count as three characters? Because One me fighter counts as three. Is it kind of like Pokemon Trainer? Like. Well, that's what I was gonna get to. So, Pokemon Trainer has uh, is one character on the sl- in in the roster that you pick, but he has three Pokemon, and they have a down B that switches through the Pokemon. So they're missing one move technically, but you get the flexibility a of switching. swapping your characters. So it's is a- it still but uh, with Me Fighter? It's you set up. Uh, it's special moves. There are three different special moves for all four special move types. And on top of that, there are three different styles. Oh my God. Like fight styles. Like, yeah. like, so like that sounds there's amazing. A, there's that sounds me- so dope. Yeah. Oh my so God. Me fighters are brawlers, which is just punchies and, and kickies. And then there's sword fighting, <laughs> which is punchies and kickies. Which is <laughs> slashies and stabbies. <laughs> and slashies then, and stabbies. I what kind this. of a fighter are you? I'm a punchies and kickies. And then fighter. there is me gunner, which is explodies and shooties. Yes. So, um, <laughs> well, not counting me fighters, which are the people you can create right yeah how many characters are there not there's counting like, the create there's your supposed own. to be uh seven about 70 that's a crazy number so, whoa so that's like, a lot of different characters i was i was gonna make a bad joke and say 69 but then i was like wait no i might be miscounting <laughs> we've, i already we've, threw it in we've already okay never yeah, mind it's too late yeah. we've I, already started this show hypersexual i think you wanted tension to- is in the air <laughs> just just cut it with a knife. Yeah. Take a bite out of it. Uh-oh. ASMR? Oh, girl. Not tonight. Not tonight. Uh... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That was, that was pretty refreshing. Hold on. This is refreshing. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> I thought I was listening... <laughs> <laughs> commercial <laughs> you didn't mean to make it that good did you it no it's better natu- than i thought it was wow it's because it's bacon <laughs> fucking love bacon you try it what the 
Can also, I try why one? the fuck are you eating a Here, plate try of, it. of mm. bacon? Because you. I brought home like four packages from work. So, Khan, what mm. are your uh, what are the top three new favorite characters that you want to bring us today? Uh, one of my just so the first thing is that this is again this is all of the returning characters, like pretty much all of pretty much all actually all of these characters came from previous games in the franchise and i think there's only six new characters at the moment give or take okay uh and then we'll have dlc later on tell me more tell me more does she look like a bitch tell Tell me more more, tell me more more. did she put up a fight okay (laughs) that is so um One of the so this is the thing that gets me super super excited. Just gonna. I'm pretty sure those are not the lyrics. Just gonna bulldoze, bulldoze right past that. <laughs> like borderline rape <laughs> lyric from the Greece that I just realized. <laughs> I need to talk to my mom. <laughs> Fucking Greece, John Travolta. Okay. Holy shit, <laughs> my wow. childhood. Okay, recover. 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 Top three fav- new favorite characters. So again, there's this is just uh, the Smash Four engine slightly retuned, and we brought back all of the old characters. I want a special honor mention that one of the characters was only in one game, and then it was in the mod of the game for Brawl called Project M. Which the idea behind that was to make Brawl more competitive and then more like melee. What's his name? Snake. Oh, honorable. Solidus. No, Solid Snake. Solidus is President Snake, right? Honorable yeah, mention. That's what I thought. Snake. I was trying to remember because like Venom Snake is is specifically MG5. Like. We plastic surgery your face, Snake. There's so many snakes. It's a crazy story. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Solid Snake is back in the game. Great. Special honor, honor there. Uh, but actual new characters that I'm having a ton of fun with. Incineroar, the Pokemon from the Alola region. Ooh, is that the, one of the starters? He's the fire starter. And Sick. then he becomes fire dark because in oh. Pokemon, uh, and Pokemon has a tendency to literally pigeonhole their, their uh, Pokemon, their starter Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And for like, Seven out of nine generations, give or take. Firefighting seems like a good option. Yeah. Give it to him. Give it to him again. Uh-huh. Give it to him a fifth time. Give it to him again. What? Can we come up with anything else? No, they like it. They love it. It's always a top tier Pokemon if it's firefighting. I mean, it's the reason why Ash Ketchum's been 11 since I was 11. So... <laughs> He's really cool. He has really bad recovery, but at the same time, he has a potential for just super crazy setups because uh, Incineroar himself is basically a luchador fire dark cat. That's super dope. Right? Yeah. And so one of his specials is he uh, dashes at you, grabs you, and turnbuckles you with like a like an Irish whip. That's you insane. know You know that move, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's called the Alolan whip. But the point being, like, it's a setup. It's really good. He does a lot of damage. He has a counter that uh, is called Revenge. It's based on the move in Pokemon called Revenge, where you take damage and then you deal, like, twice as much damage as you took. Oh, okay. Uh, and then that's probably my top, one of my top favorites. Not the number one. I'm saving that guy for last. Okay. And it's a hard decision. Number two. Number two, I'd have to give it to the new big boy on is the block. King K. Rule. King K. Rule? Yeah. He's the Donkey Kong oh, villain. Oh, yeah. And he's actually really bonkers. Really? He, just, he has he has special uh, super armor, uh-huh. which uh, in uh, armor generally meaning like if you would take a hit while you're in the middle of doing a move, you don't flinch and it doesn't stop. Whoa. But super armor actually just like negates damage on top of that generally speaking so a lot of his moves are just like oh he's gonna he he pulled out his gun and he still pulled out oh bam you couldn't stop him 
That's crazy. Even yeah. though, like, normally you would be able to hit him and stop his attack. Yeah, and from he's building got. Up. Uh, he has this really weird. I don't know how it happens half of the time, but his side B throws his crown out, and it's a really slow boomerang, so it's a really good projectile. Huh. Which heavy characters tend to not have projectile game. Yeah, because they do. I, okay, so like they do a great job with Bowser making him a really difficult character to like fight. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they must have done a really good job with K. Rule. Yeah, like, K. Rule is just he's he's got a lot in his kit. He's really cool, um, and he hits like a truck. Heavy characters hit like a truck. Fuck yeah! Number one, my number one is kind of a cop out, and that's because I haven't figured out the difference between the two really. Uh huh. So, um. Smash Ultimate introduced this thing, what they're calling Echo Fighters. And the idea here is that you have a character who has the same moveset as another character, but is different. Okay, that happens sometimes. You know, like think about uh, back in Melee, there was Captain Falcon and, and then Ganondorf. There was Ganondorf. Yeah. Or like there was Mario and then there's Dr. Mario. Uh-huh. They're the same character. Or Pikachu and, and Pichu. Pichu. Right. So the point being that the idea of Echo Fighters isn't new. Um, but they, uh, they kind of address it by showcasing more of what makes these, some of these characters different. Sure. Point being that, uh, Richter Belmont and Simon Belmont, I am a huge Castlevania fan. Mm -hmm. As you have heard me recommend Castlevania from Netflix several times. It's amazing. And also talked about many, many Metroidvania games. I liked all three episodes of the ones that I watched. Go on. There's only four episodes in the first season. I'm almost done. I know. <laughs> uh, but he's just a really, really cool character. I am i don't know how to play him because I'm bad. But <laughs> the uh, his special move, both of them have the same special moveset, which is down B throws holy, uh, holy water, a little glass of holy water, which is you know from their game. Oh, this is inconvenient. Neutral B throws, uh, well, I mean, it, it lights on fire. It's holy fire. Oh, shit balls. Neutral B throws an axe that goes in an arc, like a parabolic arc. It goes, wee. Oh, that's fun. And it kills people. Uh, and then their side B throws holy boomerang. It's a it's a cross. But ah, it, it boomerangs. We all know. It's great. And then their up B is the, it, it's a sure you can punch. Like, that's got to be where it's a bit, just an uppercut, then they, they leap into the sky. It's fucking dope, dude. But uh, I recently found out, as in the game's been out since last Friday. Like, I just really recently found out. What date is that? Last Friday was December 7th. 7th. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just found out that they can, like, they have shit recovery. They can't get back on the stage. Oh, it's that's supposed to be one of their downfalls. You know, when you design a character, some somewhere something's got to give, mm-hmm. right? So if they can't get back on the stage, well, what other things can they do? Well, they keep people away. You mean they can't be all Kirby and Jigglypuff? God, damn! With the recovery, this is a bad point. Joke. Point being Sorry. that, <clears throat> no, I mean, holy diver. That's the joke I do when I play Castlevania. Oh, okay. Point being that they, um, you can forward air or back air, and it throws out the whip because that's their main weapon. Oh, that's so they throw out the whip, and you can tether to the ledge, get back up on the ledge. Yeah, which is really important uh, in their recovery game. So I'm gonna end today's game corner with um. A uh, yes man favorite, you know, for all the people, for all the 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 Super Smash Brothers Ultimate people who've gotten close to the edge and thought they were gonna fall off, and and I feel like this song will help you guys get back into the action, back into the fray. Okay, here it goes. Wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. You could make ties all the lies that you've been breaking in. And if you do not want to see me again, I would understand. Con's Game Corner. So, in our recommendations, up next... Is our super buff, super strong, shy boy Nikonzi? What you got for us, boy? Jackie Chan's new memoir. Yes, called uh, "Never Grow Up." 
This is an amazing book, not only for films, uh, film buffs of kung fu, but just in general. This everybody needs to read this book. You will fall in love with Jackie Chan. Yeah, you were telling me that like this book really goes into into his hardships and like and and his anxieties that he would deal with when he was because he does all his own stunts right yes and not only anxiety of uh his of before he goes into a stunt but it goes into uh basically everything people don't hear about right they don't hear about your downfalls right right, right. they only see your successes they don't hear about all that hard work you put in uh all of that how you deal with the stresses it's like Jackie Chan raw, right? Yeah, and he explains it very simply uh, when they wanted him to be the next Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. But he was like, but I'm not Bruce Lee. Yeah. I, I am, I just want to portray an everyday man. Yeah. And he does that. All of his characters uh, deal with flaws. Right. And he, that they don't want to fight. None of his characters want to fight. Mm-hmm. But... They have to, and when they got to strap on their boots, they do. That's cool. And I that, like that, that's a fighter. Yeah. And it also goes into um, just, oh, this book is so amazing. There was one that you were telling me particularly about a clock tower. Yes, that was my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite moments of the book is when he explains his uh, one of his stunts, he has to hold on to this giant uh, clock tower hand. And it took them seven days to shoot before he actually did it. Jesus Christ. Every single time he'd walk up, he'd be like, oh, all right. Okay. Uh, the sun is not quite right today. Let's go back. <laughs> Cause, <laughs> right, because his, um, his stunt team would just, if he was ever nervous of something, they would pull him back. Okay. He'd be like, okay, if I'm too nervous, then it's it's too much doubt in my mind. So they'll, they'll, he's like, pull me back if yeah. i seem nervous because yeah. if he does it with some too much doubt he's gonna kill himself yeah he's gonna fuck it up yeah uh, you so don't want to fuck that shit up second day he's like um something the clouds are too dark bad lighting bad yeah, lighting bad lighting, yeah, bad lighting. stars <laughs> not aligned finally not today finally on the sixth day uh, he was shooting this film with one of his kung fu brothers, Sammo Hung, and they had to park so far away from the actual shoot that they had to walk every day. And so the same spot, Sammo Hung finally said, what are you doing? You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. But I'm tired of walking all the way over here just to watch you not do it. <laughs> and then Jackie's like all the way up there he's like well then do you want to direct it he's like yeah fine I'll direct it <laughs> and Jackie's like okay fine you direct it direct this part he's like okay you just jump <laughs> it's that simple Jackie yeah. either you're gonna jump or not but I'm tired <laughs> and then Jackie finally looked at his stunt crew he's like okay uh, don't don't come up here with me just go back down so they and, can't pull him back. Right. Okay. Right. So yeah. He, and the stunt, he had to basically hold on to the clock hand until he couldn't hold on anymore. Uh-huh. And then fall. Wow. So he had to he he had to hold it until his arms were shaking so he would naturally let go. Holy shit. And then fall. So have enough energy to control your body to fall correctly and he was falling on these canopy tents kind of like when aladdin jumps on those things oh yes yes and he had to fall just right on each one or else he would just break himself damn that's crazy and not only did he do that take once he did it twice shit because he is a beast that's cool man so memoirs of jackie chan yes uh a must read i need to get that shit uh I need to like listen to books on Audible. I think that's one that I'm gonna do. Um, anything else for us today? I think you had a couple albums, right? I do. Ice Cube just released a new album, oh. his tenth solo album. Right. His last solo album he released eight years ago. Whoa! 
and he released two music videos already for it, complete acapella. So you can just listen to his his uh, spoken word poetry, and mm-hmm. it is poetry, street poetry. You know what? I'm gonna listen to it. It's fantastic. All right, it's, that, you shit, are, that shit hits hard. You, I just realized, like eight years ago, he could have had a kid, and his other kid could have graduated. Yeah. Like that's long. He has uh, kids. I know, but oh, I meant but like, like another kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I didn't. I don't remember how old his his youngest was, but I was like, what? This this album will make you want to go watch Straight Outta Compton again. Damn. Okay. Okay. And then my last music uh, recommendation is a Japanese band by mm. the name of Nine Millimeter Parabellum Bullet. Yeah. Mm. And I heard them off of um, the Berserk intro, and then I just like their guitarists are crazy. So I just pulled it up, and I've been listening to them nonstop. Uh, I think what is it the the name of the album that you're talking about? Babel. Yep, Babel. Hell yeah! No, I've yeah, been, I've been listening to that one since you told me about it. It's fucking dope. I mean, I recognized the name when you said it. I just didn't recognize where I'd heard it, other than Berserk. And it turns out that. Spotify does a really good job when you put a couple of songs together and make a playlist radio. Yeah, Spotify kind of like, does an amazing job, and I like how uh, I can set up my own playlist as well. Yeah, and then they have a bunch of discoveries based off of what you listen to. Spotify's killing the game, dude. Um, and again, nine millimeter Parabellum Bullet is a like they're like a powerhouse J rock J rock band. Yeah, it gets you pumped up. I love it. Mm-hmm. So it makes you want to go watch Beck, the Mongolian Chop Squad. Yeah, very um, different, very different. Yeah, like specifically, I was bringing it up because uh, you have you seen your name, Kimi no Nawa? I see my name everywhere. Nani? <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the Kichi anime. Movie. San Yongo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that movie. Yeah. So uh, I actually heard the band that did the uh, soundtrack for that prior to that. And I was like losing my shit when I found out that they did the whole soundtrack. And they have that album on the... I mean, they just have it as an album, but it's pretty much the score for the movie is on Spotify. It's rad. The band is Rad Wimps. Okay. All caps. As is, you know, very (laughs) J-Rock. Fantastic. We got two J-Rock. Uh, uh, things. Can I do my recommendation? Never. Guys? Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay, I'm excited for yours. Hand me bacon, then you can. Super do it. shy, strong boy says I can Please. do it, so I'm gonna do it. God dang it, mom! The bacon. Okay, <laughs> so my recommendation is very near and dear to my heart. I am bringing to you guys a Netflix special, a one man show called John Leguizamo's. Latin history for morons. Uh, I was super skeptical because uh, I'm a. If you guys can't tell, I'm a pretty Americanized Latino. Uh, in fact, you guys may have not realized I was Latino until I said Latino. But this is an amazing story uh, about American history and how you know, Latin folk were involved in it and how we were written out of it in the American like history textbooks and, and John's frustrations. So basically he's recounting his experience with his son who's in middle school, who's being bullied. He's like in this private school and, and he's being bullied and he has to, you know, one of his class projects, he has to come up with a, a, a history, historic hero to him and why he's the hero and john is trying to help him realize his identity as a as a latino kid and find some history about like you know our our culture our people and as he's going through all the history books and that is that is in his school he's realizing like yo where the fuck are we like we're our timeline is basically from the ancient mayans and then all this stuff, like blank, nothing. We have nothing. And then, and then Pitbull. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, is, I'm pretty sure he mentions Pitbull and the wall. Like, <laughs> it's literally like it. So it's really cool. Uh, one, it 
it's hilarious, like super relatable. I wish we would have seen it live. Yeah. He was over in LA. He was doing it on Broadway for yeah. like a while. I think he had like a regular spot. And uh, again, it's really, it really made me come in touch with that heritage. I know, not to sound cheesy, but the seriously. word is resonate. Okay, is that it? That would it resonates with you. Well, I'm just laughing because you said come and touch. Come, it's and usually then, that's why it made me come. come, and then I touched. Yeah, that makes more which sense. is usually like not in that order. <laughs> I usually why, touch. I knew it because that's why he. That's why he broke. Then I come. It really got me in touch with that that side of my. S- my heritage that I didn't know even existed, man. And, and it really makes it asks some important questions. Like what would this country think of Latinos if we were written in the history textbooks and, and how we were part of every war and helped build this nation, including donating $70,000 worth of weapons to George Washington, the father of our country, so that he can go off and, and win the war, you know? And what would what would we think of ourselves as Latinos? So it's a really cool watch. I really recommend it to everyone. Latinos and Americans. It's an amazing... I it's, watched it and yeah. I just... I could not stop. Yeah. I, I was just like so engaged throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I hope once people see this, it gives you different perspectives. But I hope that people start going back and learning their heritage. Yeah. As well. And and what your uh, specific culture contributed to the building of this nation. Because if we actually wrote it the way it was and not just from one perspective... I really feel like it would unite us all. We would be like, hey, brother, ch- you Chinese brother, you Mexican brother, you white brother, whatever. We worked together to build what we have now. And and let's continue. Is this, the, is this a bad time for a joke about how the military already goes, oh, yeah, brother? Because <laughs> they do it a lot in movies. The answer is yes, it was a terrible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody just needs to watch that mm-hmm. and then go watch The Expendables. Huh? Yeah, brother. <laughs> that was With nice. Sylvester Stallone, oh, Terry Crews, Jet Li. Jet Li. Chuck Norris, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, a yeah, whole man. ensemble. Ensemble. <laughs> All right, so Assemblage. we had a very almost- ensemble. Ensemble. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Now, for the main reason we are brought together tonight, <laughs> the honor of reviewing this zombie mockumentary, What Doesn't Kill Us. Yo, this shit was, again, I, I had no idea what we were going into, and they did a really good job of helping us somehow relate to this fake character, the zombie so, to give don't you guys, call it zombie. I'm sorry. That's rude. A necro sapien, guys. Yeah. That's the PC, the politically correct way to say Speaking it. Speaking of PC, this movie was was really tongue in cheek about being PC. It was hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I thought that part was brilliant. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, they just these these filmmakers. I cannot wait to see uh, what they make in the future. Yeah, their right. comedic timing was phenomenal. The whole thing. So before we get into a little, you know, our impressions, I want to tell you guys what this movie is about. Again, it's a zombie mockumentary about this outbreak that turned people into zombies and they rehabilitated. They found the cure and they rehabilitate, rehabilitated them into society. But unfortunately, the decaying of their bodies, right? (laughs) This, you know, the ashiness that comes from being a zombie, uh, still kind of stuck around, but they they're able to function, and and live as a normal human being, and and just some of the prejudices that they have to go through, uh, as being a necrosapien. I said the word because I knew you would stumble on it. <laughs> uh, future. So again, it was. 
it was it was super hilarious it really made you connect to the three characters that we were following so we were following like a sales rep a guy mm-hmm. who's like in a telemarketing sales uh job position a like a high school kid who was like when he was i'm gonna go mlb yeah he was gonna he was trying to become a major league player like a and uh and then like what was the third older he might have been like college yeah and then a third girl who wasn't a necrosaping or zombie who's we find out is this a spoiler if i say Uh, i think they should just watch it this is uh somebody who is helping run a campaign for his name a is, necro sapien that wants to become a mayor. His name is Basso. He wants to become a yes. He wants and to be governor Basso. She is a full supporter, and you'll figure out, you'll find out why she's a full supporter, which is such a good story. They, all these are little good stories, yeah. all put together, tied up in a nice little gift box that I wish could be delivered for your Christmas present. But listen to this, and then you'll get your Christmas present next year at the festival runs that's right oh uh is that a knock at the door hmm i think you should get it go ahead and open it what's behind it uh your day trip to an independent film festival a little translation work here real quick hold on that's right we just wrote you a check to get you over to the independent film festival so that you can watch what doesn't kill us okay it was just words. Yeah, I know. I really like the uh, the character who was campaigning, helping campaign. She was such a she was a great actress. First of all, she was like this quirky. She was so quirky. It was like hilarious. that that person she, at work who's way too into their job. But you just love their passion, their enthusiasm. Like I like how they made you kind of hate her. At first, you're like, oh, everybody knows that girl at work that you just try to avoid and make and, and not fuck with at work. You're like, why are you? Why is it so serious? This yeah. Is too serious. And then they make you love her. Uh, so this is such great direction. Something we haven't done in a while is we haven't counted fight scenes. Now, since this isn't a traditional kung fu film, we don't. Oh, don't don't worry, little bunnies. We found some fight scenes for you guys, and we're going to bring it to you today. We did. Yep. Oh, I get it, because you can make bunny shadows with your hands. That's right. Bunny shadow. I love bunny shadows. Isn't she great? Anyway, so the fight scenes that we found for you today are thus. One, pool hall. Two, fan heckler. I'm going to name a few more, and then we'll actually talk about them. Three... Fight with girlfriend. Sex before work. Fight with girlfriend. Fight over movie. Honorable mentions. Pizza fight. Party outbreak. Birthday. And water jug. Let's get into these motherfuckers. So number one, pool hall. This was basically the scene where... uh, the gentleman who's trying to become a baseball player his name is jeremy holland and he basically has a lot of like regular non-necrosapien friends and they fuck with him about his zombiness and he kind of just puts up with it they say some kind of ignorant remarks about it so one of his normal friends meets him at a pool hall and jeremy is hanging out with one of his necrosapien friends his normal friend walks up to him and says, what's up, my necro? And <laughs> the zombie friend, who's a white dude, got mad because he used the N-word. And it was just so delicious. That scene was just, it was set up just so well. Like, yeah. You could, at first you were like, oh, okay, there's a pool hall scene. But then again, just, I kind of have to push that. It was a white zombie and (laughs) like at at this point in the film you kind of get that like i was saying earlier they're joking about being pc yeah you know like don't not not that you shouldn't be a little more pc but like there's humor in it there is and they really touched on that so after the normal human friend took it a little too far comments bar fight amazing fight scene number two 
fan heckler. We had the most stereotypical. Like, that guy was pale. Pale. I he was a zombie. I yeah. <laughs> uh, doing a very late '80s movie heckling. It was so signature. It was so classic that you just couldn't be mad at it. And he even ended it with a beautiful m- moon. Full, full moon. Full moon. Who still does that? A full moon. On the baseball field. Yeah, I haven't seen that in ages. I, I think people have forgotten about the full moon. People need to bring that back. Yeah, usually or, it's happening on like road trips. Uh-huh. And you just like do a full moon to the car's that you're driving by yeah, you're just minding your own business watching all the beautiful scenery the mountains the the trees and, and oh my god that's the whitest ass i've ever seen or darkest or sometimes they, sometimes they spread their cheeks and you're like there's a Ew, gross way to take it <laughs> too, too far, far man too so far you, put, you, <gasps> you press them too hard against <gasps> the glass they work hard so that was fight scene number two fight scene number three Fight with girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Sex before work. This is when I got sucked way too far into the movie you're like you went from sold sold 100 relatable 110 percent relatable it's like i had this fight literally not even a walk but fight a week ago the you're guy like, fuck yeah the guy is i feel you brother the guy is this is the salesman trying to get the promotion but just coming against like you know like freaking obstacles because he's a zombie and they're not giving him that promotion not only that he's trying to have a baby with his gf uh and what happens he's trying to get ready for work and she's over there like hey what's up boo let's try to do this thing right now he's like i'm sorry but I'm, i'm super stressed look i love you there's nothing more that i want to do than take down and fondle with your dirties but I got to get to work. I got to make us money. She's like, fine, go then. He's like, please don't give me that attitude. I'm not trying to offend you. No, you didn't offend me. And the truth is, he did offend her. And he still had to go to work to be on time. And have, and have had that guy. And then he still had to get cucked out of his uh, promotion. I don't know what was better. <laughs> watching that moment or watching that moment with you... <laughs> And you watching the moment together. I want everybody just to find their own Alex and watch this part of the film. Maybe maybe we'll reenact it. First of all, just be just be single and get a bunch of other single friends and then find one married friend <laughs> and just watch them <laughs> struggle let me let me show you well i can't let me explain to you how alex will so we're watching this movie and we're already cracking up um just it was just non-stop hilarious and we were asking questions during the film like uh why is there a lotion bottle by his computer monitor <laughs> and they just keep showing it and then all of a sudden this part happens where the guy's like, I gotta go. I can't have sex with you. And then Alex just kind of slowly stands up and he goes, <laughs> You hold strong, damn it. You hold strong, brother. And I was like, All right, well, well, I guess, I guess Alex likes this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Okay, fight scene number four. Four or are we on two honorable mentions? Uh, we are. We got one more. There's another fight with the girlfriend, and it's a fight over uh, choosing a red box film, which was which was a really good good um little segment because there are some times where I've gone to rent a movie and I was like, oh, you don't understand. That is the most uh stereotypical asian film and i really don't want to watch that right now yeah it's just it's a complete stereotype and and then we're not all stoners (laughs) what that's a stereotype yeah Yeah. (laughs) the asians are stoners yeah asian americans in films so many of them stoners whoa i didn't know that yeah damn I got a list of movies for you to watch. So basically, <laughs> the movie was like slightly zombie themed and the salesman didn't want, you know, the dude didn't want to watch it. And uh, 
But it wasn't zombie themed. It, but it wasn't. But it involved cannibals, and he's like, oh, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. And it just it's just that fight where... It's it's just it's just that moment where you're going through your own shit, but you still gotta man up and be there for your significant other, like put yourself aside, and and he did that shit, and that was and I love that because that shit was so real. He came back and he was like, "Babe, I got a movie for us to watch." I got you the movie. Yeah. It was a zombie movie. That dude stepped up as a man. It was a fight scene with himself. He put away his ego. And he took out his heart. Honorable mentions. Pizza fight. This shit was (laughs) hilarious because it like was thrown smack dab in the middle of the film and then didn't really conclude till the very end. (laughs) And the connection that you get is, okay, so... This is this zombie, this necrosapien, uh, goes and orders a pizza but gets the wrong pizza. And he gets so mad. And the guy's like, fuck you, man. I'm not getting you another pizza. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he just like, starts throwing, he just throws the pizza on the ground. And then he has to go to um, basically counseling to work through his to work through his his anger issues because he is so angry yeah like he just wants to bite people's heads off <laughs> and and not till the very end of the film do they bring it back up and it just shoots right to his species uh he's like oh spoiler alert he's like uh let's be careful <laughs> he's like uh sorry but the pizza that you gave me was incorrect. I I ordered this pizza, and I got this pizza. Uh, if it's not an inconvenience, could we get the correct pizza that I wanted? And then everybody's like, "Yes, here's your new pizza." It was a pretty big moment. Um, yeah, I love wrong pizza guy. Second honorable mention: birthday party outbreak. There's nothing like birthday cake and a ch- chunk of someone's flesh off of their arm. They did a fantastic job with this part because the whole film, you're like, okay, this comedy is a mockumentary. <laughs> and and they just poke fun at a, at a bunch of different things in uh, our society, but also with these zombie stories. And then it just breaks down with the same panic attack music of a, what you see in all zombie movies yes and heavy just, metal thrash yes and people like, just running everywhere and zombies just gnawing on people yeah they did yeah. a good job of like bringing it back like oh this is still we're still touching on zombie the genre we're still doing it justice this is still a movie for zombie fans yeah fucking dope okay those are all the fight scene guys uh super enjoyable we're going to get into some what the fuck moments? Actually, no badass moments. Yeah, let's end on a on a we'll high end note. with what the fuck moments. Yes. Okay, badass moments. What do you guys got? Personally, there is a series. There's a scene that just involves uh, Bridget. I think that was her name. Doing the like door to door booster. Oh, that was the campaigner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The campaigner. And I got a really good like Shaun of the Dead, like cut and and show off this gun doing its action cut again to a different gun like just just that kind of that kind of slapstick that kind of like crazy excessive action scening. Yes, you really and got. It was like this. Um, just I mean they they're in Texas, but this guy is just like showing off like, oh don't worry about them necrosapiens. I got. What's this entire arsenal? Yeah, and then like it was great. It was great. Try not to spoil too much about all the punchlines in this film. This film was great. I know so many great punchlines, but I think that's when like I really fell in love with Bridget's uh, character. Uh, One of my badass moments was I really wanted to give a fat shout out to that guitar playing duo 
they were fucking awesome. They they again, uh, this music was a lot of original music as far as I know. And these guys you you got to see these two guys dressed as necrosapiens, right? And they were just shredding on acoustic guitars playing bluesy, folky, dope music that really went with the scene or whatever moment these characters were going through. So I want to give a shout out to those guys. Um, frankly, because I'm a huge fan of the guitar, and you guys were shredders. Well said. Let's go on to what the fuck moments. Yes. The whole movie. The whole movie was unexpectedly like, what are we watching? Yes. <laughs> this is brilliant. One of my what the fuck moments was, uh, well, the sales rep and his girlfriend, they're trying to have a baby. <laughs> 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 and it already starts out hilarious because he's in the, they're in the office waiting. And you already know what's going to happen because it's just a really long pause and he looks at this, this kind of model of um, a woman's womb. And <laughs> he just opens it and then the fetus falls out. <laughs> But usually, you, I've never seen that before. The fetus, like, they actually have the model where the fetus, it's the fetus instead of all the yeah, like other the, organs. Like, the baby flies out on the floor, yeah. and then they get, the nurse comes out as he's frantically trying to put it back together. <laughs> the girlfriend's just sitting there, just rolling her eyes, and being like, God damn it, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> it's so great. Big relatable. It's such a man, like, man-child moment, and I fucking relate to that shit so hard. And then they go into the doctor's office, and the first thing you see, <laughs> even I, I was like, what the fuck is that? That, I, ha- that has to be, that has to be man-made. As in, they only made this for the movie. Like, they made it specifically for this movie, yeah. Because all of the proportions, not they were obviously <laughs> off, but they just had this giant... Okay, so it's the bottom half of a torso. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it didn't really show ass cheeks. This mannequin model didn't have ass but cheeks. But it somehow still had the crater. But it had a, <laughs> it had a very small scrotum, uh, no penis... But a giant dark hole of an abyss for its asshole. <laughs> Dude, I think it was Brilliant. literally one of those like ones that you can have sex with. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about now no, that I think about it? No, I don't. Oh, maybe like a blow up doll. Mm-hmm. But but the the mannequin thing. Yeah, yeah like the those... Japanese call it an yeah. owner hole. <laughs> oh, there you okay, go. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. You've out weebed me. Yeah, can you I'm so not proud of West, that, <laughs> West of Midway Productions, can you fact check us and let us know if what you used was a sex doll? <laughs> Just an amazing prop, guys. Amazing use of prop and great, great job just like keeping it in the shot so that we're just like, I know this is supposed to be a serious moment, but God damn it, I can still see it. It was such a serious <laughs> moment. And then, but the whole time, the, the sales rep and the doctor and his girlfriend, they're having such an intense conversation, but the sales rep keeps staring. <laughs> it's just like, I can't not look at it. <laughs> All right, guys. That is is our pod what is it west of midway productions west of midway productions thank you so much for uh getting us on here to review for you guys listeners seriously go out and check that out as soon as we find an independent film festival we're gonna go and look for that film and watch it again yeah we're gonna Uh, support the heck out of this film these guys need to continue making movies they need to make tv shows they need to make everything oh my god i I need i need their comedy that's a special honorable end of podcast mention is the sitcom my daughters kill me. Oh, that yes. was such a good. We're pun. just gonna leave yes. it there. You all uh. see it, but definitely, I give this film a rating of badass. This is, this is badass. Not film. not talking about that sex doll. Not I mean, badass. I mean, like not badass, but fat ass. But fat, I mean, no badass. Bad, no, badass. badass. I will also give it a badass. A fat badass three bad asses <laughs> that's six moons that is six of them that is six six six
which is good luck in China, uh, guys. Actually, that means good fortune. Um, anyway, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at HSTSC33. We're on Facebook for Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Guys, follow us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. We will read that shit on here and uh, fucking shout you out. Watch us live every now and again, if not more often, at twitch.tv forward slash cookie ninja carve. And also hang out with Khan on that Twitch feed because he does some cool things and cool things. It's a really chill vibe, and then you can hear me talk about stupid things like... Why is it that salt is addictive? More addictive than sugar. But not pepper. Hmm. Makes you think. What hidden shadows of the secret chambers, guys? Mm-hmm.